Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody. We are back. We are the Cannabis Podcast from PersonsGrowRoom.com. And I am Mackie, a soil grower from the UK. Hello. And who else do we have? Monkey, what are you saying, bro? I'm here. It's Monkey right here from Southeast US. Cocoa Grower, Percy's Grow Room, High and Homegrown, Instagram, all that good stuff. Hope everybody's having a good Sunday. All five of us are here today. It's good. Yes, man. Busy, busy. And yeah, lots of people nice, in the chat nice. as well. Make sure everybody drops, uh, presses the like button and the subscribe if they haven't done that yet. That'd be sweet. Nice one. Now, who else do we have? Zian, what are you saying, bro? Hello. <laughs> hey, help, help. Uh, yeah, uh, Zombie Nation here from the middle of the UK. Um, soil grower, um, c- currently in pain. So if I disappear halfway through the show, I do apologize. If you hear weeping, that will be on the end side yeah, of the microphone. I'm in pain. Yeah, unfortunately, so. It's gently sobbing into the mic. Yes. Feel sorry for me, everybody. If you do, <laughs> everybody Zian, hit that like do. button for the end. There you go. It'll do make it you feel Zian. better. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what are you saying, TG? Uh, yeah. Temple Grower is my name. Uh, He's now in God mode. You can tell by his microphone. Yeah, I do apologize. <laughs> I'm in a new place and I haven't gotten any, you know, sound dampening stuff up on the walls and it's just echoey as fuck in here. So. It's all good. Yeah. Man. Still on uh, Treaty 6 territory, of course, but in the other side of the city now, in my own house. So it's fucking awesome. Yes, man. Looks yeah, nice a, too. yeah, so far, so good. We had a tree fall down, but you know, what are you oh. going to do? Yeah, what can you do? Um, you can make firewood out of it. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. But no, I'm a, also a soil grower, super soil. I'm sure if you want to check out my recipe, it's on perfusegrowroom.com. It's a great one. Um, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, and uh, yeah, thanks for joining us and uh, tuning in. Glad to be back. Yes, it seems to be a long time. Feels like a long time. And we also have uh, GB. What are you saying, GB? Well, hello. It is GB here from the Emerald Oil. Hope everybody is keeping well. Um, cocoa grower, a loyal cocoa grower, because a loyal cocoa back. grower. We're not, not like going that. Back on Mackie. No, cocoa's the best. Cocoa's the bomb. Oh no, I ain't growing that no more, Mackie. No, cocoa <laughs> okay. is the no. dog's Rolex. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong, man. I'm not changing my mind there. Cocoa is still the shit. But, you know, this organic thing is very fun as well, especially. I'm just using actual shit now. But yeah, yeah, as I was saying, you will find me on Percy's Grow Room. You will also find me on Instagram and High and Homegrown. Yes, all of the and all of the, the main internet, the interwebs, yes. the internets. Yeah, not so, Pinterest. So tonight no, we have, Pinterest. of course, uh, but uh, my fans, my only fans. OnlyFans? Yeah, yeah, OnlyFans. Yeah, we're on there. OnlyFans page, uh, Greenbush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got the, the cannabis news and events, as we do every week. We're going to cover what's been going on over the last couple of weeks. Some interesting shit, of course. Uh, Grow Diaries is going to look at uh, GB's first Grow Diary from when he first signed up at Percy's. And we're going to have a look at the insulation, which you put around the tent and things like that. And a cool, interesting grow and a good diary, too. So that's going to be an interesting one when we get there. For the grow guys, we're going to talk about perpetual growing, how to have more harvests and essentially 
never run out of weed again, which is always a good thing, which we all want in life. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Right. So, well, yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of the way a lot of us grow. Indeed. It has to be done, man. You can reduce the harvest time down to like 10 weeks, 8, 10 weeks. It depends on what kind of setup you get. But, you know, having plants in different stages of growth to reduce the harvest time is is something we all should be looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, for the interview, we are talking with the stoner chef, stoner with a zero instead of an O. Yeah. And, uh, so his name is Alex. He's a chef and he also loves weed. He's a head grower for some... I don't know what the company name was. Did we I ask? It's it? uh, yeah, it's called um, Miracle Greens is the dispensary. It's uh, right. Miracle. I think it was Miracle, Miracle Farms. Farms Miracle Farms was the name of his place, but yeah, it's a, yeah. attached to Miracle Miracle Greens dispensary in Bend, Oregon. Yeah, man. So, and we asked him about uh, you know making different kinds of edibles and what he'd recommend to new smokers, new growers, and turning your bud into some kind of edible and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Cool interview, man. About twenty minutes that one. And for the after party. Anything we want to speak about in the after party? Um, <coughs> Anything we'll and everything? We'll see when we get there, won't we? Okay. You can all offer suggestions and don't forget to give questions as well. If you have questions about growing, it's a great time to ask us when we get to the after party and then we can all cover it when we get to there. So if you have questions, hold on to them until then and then flood us with them and we'll answer as many as we can. Yep. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So hit that like button and subscribe. Subscribe. <clears throat> Make sure you mm-hmm. do it. It's Don't important to us. To ring that bell. It, it keeps us going every week. And if we hit over 50 viewers, then we'll go to the after party. So let's let's see if we can do that. Just six more, man. Six more to share. Make sure you share on social networks. Try and get some new listeners in for us. And if we go over 50, we'll do an extra half hour for the after party. Sweet. All right. That's about it, right? Up next, Cannabis News. Events from Percy'sGrown.com slash high and homegrown. So what are we saying about the news this week? Lots, lots of shit going on. Who wants to go first? Anybody? Who wants to jump oh, in? Go on, TG. Nice, brave, brave. I'll go first. I'll go first. But yeah, no, this is a good story. Well, I guess it's a good story. It's kind of a Seems like it's a trend these days, but um, you know, the more the merrier. So, billionaire Charles Koch, cannabis or quote, cannabis prohibition is counterproductive. Uses twenty-five million dollars to support or legalization. It's kind of funny wording, actually. Now that I'm reading it slowly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Charles <laughs> Koch, who you may or may not know, he's a pretty, you know, big name billionaire in the states. He's a he's a big time libertarian guy. Um, he supports various things, both Democrat and Republican and not either. Um, but he's, yeah, he's pledged $25 million of his $45 billion fortune to support, um, wow. Marijuana legalization in, in a few different ways. It's pennies so, to him, you know, pennies. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. 25 million. Just yeah, sure. Hey, take, take that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's like, yeah, me going down and buying a Coke. Yeah, for sure, really? mate. Intended. But no, he, uh, he doesn't <laughs> cannabis. Um, so people are like, why? You know, he's an 85-year-old white dude. So generally not the demographic that's usually gung-ho behind cannabis legalization. But he's a libertarian, like I said. And, and libertarian kind of ideology focuses on the individual freedoms of, of people and, and individual rights and stuff like that. And 
kind of the idea that if, if you're doing stuff that's not hurting anybody else, then you should, you should be able to do kind of whatever you want as long as you're not inflicting bullshit on other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, prohibition is absolutely a violation of that right. Because we all know cannabis um, in, in its purest form, save for the effects of prohibition, that crime and all that bullshit, it's, it's not a harmful thing at all. No, it's not. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great to see that, you know, these traditionally thought of as conservative kind of old white guys just use that stereotype are, are not getting behind legalization not to mention he's a billionaire you know like mm-hmm. bezos and, and elon musk have already gotten behind that too but they are kind of younger and more quote progressive in that sense so it's, it's great to see i guess so the more the merrier like i say the more money uh, you know obviously we know that so is this money just going towards uh like advertisement and undoing the propaganda um, that's been done for the last 70 years yeah it does say in the in the article here i'm just trying to find it exactly where he's He's sending that money, forty-five or sorry, twenty-five million to influence criminal justice reform and legalization. Okay. So I guess it doesn't say uh, exactly where or what groups that's going toward, but justice reform and legalization. So uh, whatever that means. Well, it's a good it's a good player to have in the game. So yeah, yeah. Least, you that's know. exactly right. <clears throat> Maybe it's just like he's eighty-five, arthritis is kicking in. It's like oh, I've heard weed's good for that. Yeah, but weed's illegal. It's like, yeah, but we can change that. <laughs> really? It's well, illegal for everybody you're else. probably right. You know, that seems to be a trend, right? Here in Canada, so many of the anti-legalization people um, that were prior to legalization were like former police chiefs that were prosecuting weed users have now gone 180 degrees and are now like the CEOs of companies. Yeah. And John Boehner is a good example, a former House Republican speaker in the United States. Um under Bush, right? A second term of Bush. And uh, now he was, he's in this, the board of some big uh, CBD company in Florida, like pushing for fucking legalization because money, right? Just politics fucks that up if you need. Yeah, but mm. I guess there's, we're, we're at the tipping point, maybe it seems like where it's actually cooler now to be for legalization than against anymore. Yeah. I think it's, uh, we're at this point now, we're at, a, you know, like you're seeing the tipping point. More, the more people that are in favor of weed, the faster we're getting more people in favor of weed. I mean, it's it's becoming an avalanche at this point. You know, everybody's jumping. I'm, I'm wondering how long it's going to be before there's just no denying it worldwide anymore. The politicians can't deny it. It's, it's almost there. Yeah, right. We're close. Yeah, man. It's coming. It's coming, man. Oh, yeah. What news you got this week, Monkey? Uh, I had something in, in uh, the news. It's uh, from a Fox News at large reporter. Geraldo oh. calls for legalizing marijuana in every corner of this country to curb fentanyl overdoses. Geraldo is that guy with the mustache, right? Geraldo, yeah. yeah. He's old, uh, been, being called a tabloid news, uh, news reporter before. He's a reporter at large for, for Fox. And as in a response to an effort uh, in Congress of the Democrats had uh, shot down an effort to make the uh, penalties for trafficking fentanyl and possessing fentanyl stronger, the Democrats said no to those penalties. So Geraldo got wow. ticked off. And so his, his response was, well, let's just make marijuana legal in every, every type, every form, everything you ever want to says He says, Rivera uh, says on Wednesday, give them, give them the chewies, the smokies, any way you want to get stoned. Now, it was kind of a strange reaction. You know, uh, I get that. He's, he's kind of like saying, let's, let's uh, ease up on, on the drug regulations. And I think most of us would say, yeah, that's just fine. 
But I had a problem with him thinking that if you legalize weed, the, the fentanyl problem will go away. That's a totally separate problem. I mean, we've talked about that before. People who want to do fentanyl don't really aren't interested so much in weed. They're doing mm -hmm. fentanyl. Uh, yeah. well, we have an issue here in Canada and weed's legal and there's still a opiate epidemic. Yeah, I mean, I fully believe that legalizing weed can help in a lot of ways and it will help some people get off of opiates, mm -hmm. but it's not going to, people who want to abuse a, an opioid are still going to want to abuse an opioid because the trigger's different, the high's different. It's a very, mm -hmm. very different thing. And I just don't see an, uh, somebody who's strung out on opioids going to be satisfied from smoking a joint and just quit opioids mm -hmm. altogether. But evidently, yeah. Geraldo believes that it would. So there you go. I think there, there's a bit of nuance to that. And it's not that, you know, it's if there's legal weed available, all the, you know, the opiate users are going to just go to that. Mm -hmm. I think having just easier access and not being criminalized for possessing cannabis, mm -hmm. there may be treatment clinics that use cannabis as a, as a treatment option now and things like that rather than, and yeah, with, with more access to those things, I think the opiate epidemic can be, or you can say that cannabis is helping it, but you're right that those, you know, the people still have to want to, you know, get better kind of thing. They oh, yeah. don't just, well, they don't just transition to whatever drug is available. There's a reason they're using opiates and specifically those opiates. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think we've, yeah. we've talked about it before that, you know, marijuana can be a great bridge to help people get off the opiates. But like you said, Tej, sure. it, it has to be a desire. You know, if, yeah. you, if you, if you just smoke the joint, it's not going to make you want to quit. You have to want to quit and then use that as a bridge to help you get over it. But I don't but having the access is great. Yeah. And that's yeah, legalization. Yeah. That's nice. yeah I, I would agree with Geraldo on that. Given the, given the access, cause it certainly wouldn't hurt. Indeed, man. Fentanyl is dangerous. Right? I don't think we have much trouble with that in the UK right now. Well, they're saying the uh, uses of fentanyl and, and I'm not into that scene. So I really wouldn't know. They're saying the uses in the fentanyl, you're looking at 90,000 overdoses a year in the UK, US alone. So that, that's significant. Jeez, that's a, that's significant. a fucking fair number. Yeah, it just, you know, they, they, they clamp down on the opioids by prescription and things like that. And then a lot of the opioid users, uh, this, this was available. It's stronger so that you use less Still, of it, things like that. Is, fentanyl, is that. is it like it's, a prescription drug? Uh, actually, yeah. I think it was it uh, developed for, I think it wasn't it for livestock originally? I thought it was a veterinary drug, I thought. I think that's car fentanyl it's, you're thinking. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's, well, that's isn't that it's a paralytic, isn't it? It's fentanyl is a, it's a it's just a really high potency opioid. synthetic opiate. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my girlfriend's uncle when he had stage four cancer and he was in the last days, that, that's what he was given. Morphine um, is another opiate, as we all know, but it's not as as strong. And fentanyl, like yeah, fentanyl it just it's it's. Wow. I don't I'm not a I don't know the pharmacology really, but it's just it's a really strong analog of of stuff like morphine and heroin yeah it's um, so strong that if you know it's minor mistakes can end up in an overdose with this yeah stuff. but wow. you can only you can only get it through prescription and that's actually a lot of guys and and people get get addicted to it because they're you know they hurt their back they're sports people they're construction mm -hmm. whatever it is you know and then they're given this prescription because <laughs> it's easy it's quick the doctors it's, are you know not too interested it's in just absolutely fucking shocking that this shit is allowed and is actually right. given to people but weed is still yeah. untested and too dangerous is what right, the right. actual fuck man 
True. And they try and tell us there's not some ulterior motive behind it. It's like, come on, then what is it? What is it? There's there's something behind the fucking reason why we can't have this shit. We want to give the fucking fentanyl out to everybody. Fentanyl cheap. Yeah. And they make money. We can't grow grow fentanyl. Yeah, they grow your own fentanyl. That's it. Yeah. Mm Yeah. You're right. It's also finding its way into the class A's as well, which is a bit sad. The cocaine and the flipping. Are the, are the white powders are mixed often with fentanyl to get the hit yeah, off because right. they're stamped on it with loads of other stuff missing. So you, 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 yeah, you remember next... when we... Sorry, go ahead. Go on, go on. I was just going to say, when we talked to Dana Larson, that's what his whole thing, that's the get yeah. your drug test. Yeah. Was, right? mm-hmm. And he found all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Pure MDMA and cocaine. Right, it's cheap and it keeps the hit, isn't it? So, um, I mean, with the likes of baby powder and rat poison and stuff, you don't get no hit from it. Well, I don't know about the rat poison, but hey. You got some news too, right, Zian? Uh, yes, uh, mine's a bit sad for the people of Spain, actually. Um, the, <laughs> there's 225 cannabis clubs in Barcelona at present, and the High Court, the Catalan High Court, has just ruled that spaces can no longer promote the consumption, sale, or cultivation of marijuana. What? Motherfuckers! And totally annulled all local rules issued by all the the like the, the city of Barcelona's like regulatory government in in place, and said no, none of it. So what, they so, essentially shut down all the coffee shops? What is basically it? shut them all down, yeah. No! Yeah. Very so, uncool. Uh, what the fuck? This, this, like, this, this happened very recently. Um, the 30th yeah. of yeah, July. Yeah, July, yeah. yeah. Um, um, the future of Barcelona's cannabis clubs is hanging in the balance following a court ruling. Dang. That's bad. That is that's very big bad. news, that yeah. is, man. Fuck, that's major. That's culture got, change. I, I don't know. I've, I've got this funny feeling that like the, the, the Amsterdam model is something that they've been looking at as it goes and thinking, well, it's bringing all these flipping dodgy people over here to do this and this and this and this. And we Aren't don't they want dodgy this. people, though? Well, Amsterdam don't want... Amsterdam keeps saying they don't want... They're doing it again. I know you said this, this has been going on for years to get more people to go to Amsterdam, but it looks like they're actually serious this time. Because they're saying that, like tourists, that they, they only want to do one thing: is they want to go smoke weed, get drunk, visit flipping red light district, and that's not what <laughs> Amsterdam <laughs> wants. They want people to visit the historic buildings and shit. So mm-hmm. maybe Barcelona, because Barcelona's flipping old city, isn't it? So mm-hmm. maybe they're wanting their tourists to do the same thing and not come to like just sell and smoke and, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's probably why we don't have a tourist industry here because all the fucking you know conservative types are just like but does that happen do you know what is fucking do you know what is fucking crazy you look at amsterdam they're saying they don't want people to come to get drunk to get high and to get laid no matter what country you go to in the world, you can go, you can get drunk, you can get high, and you can get laid. Yes. Yeah, but, but you go but to at least you're gonna go it. to these places <laughs> where you're safe. The person who is selling the product or the service is safe mm-hmm. because they're looked after, they're protected. It's a safe environment. Oh. You know? Well, to be fair, I, I reckon in the in the in in case in the case of Amsterdam. 
I think they're just kind of getting in there before Amsterdam falls apart because a lot of people are saying that the, the quality of the shit from Amsterdam's gone. Oh, right it's gone shit. Toilet. Absolutely. So maybe that side of the 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 the, the what's it's disappearing because everybody's going elsewhere. So if, if, if the government get in first shit. and say, "Well, we're shutting this down," and say them falling apart. Amsterdam essentially get their shit from the black market, mate. It's just like uh, okay, yeah, like just growers, and then just like here in the legacy market, right? yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's tolerated market. But it's legal, know. right? Or it's it not, e- it's not legal, but it's just not illegal either, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe the both of them would prefer that to happen. Maybe like uh, Barcelona and Amsterdam would prefer that to happen that people go to that market because then they can class them as criminals instead of like bringers of wealth to their mm. cities and shit and customers we'll have yeah. to keep up with that want to see what happens mm. check out what's going on next week that's the it's big news ladies where's jorge gonna get his northern lights haze now that's right exactly <laughs> a lot of people are gonna be affected by that shit we need to grow yeah, some man. of that man northern lights haze. Yeah, and gb also has some news too what are you saying gb yeah we have a legally blind pensioner has been acquitted of selling close to a third of a kilo of cannabis. Um, A third of a kilo? A whole 300 grams. (laughs) 325.7 grams. More than that um, in this jar beside me. Yeah, it was a 68-year-old um, lady called Evelyn Corrigan of Dublin. I'm not oh. going to call out. In the paper, it gives her full address, which is a load of cock. Really? <laughs> what? Just doxing her like that? The, the, the whole, her whole address, her the number, the fucking road. And that the state, seems like a horrible policy. Um, yes. Yeah, it is just so fucking wrong. But anyway... <laughs> So she is of Dublin. She was caught um, in possession of 325.7 grams at her home on the 11th of December in 2017. But she denied selling it, arguing that she was only making medicine to treat her pain. She's bl- she's legally blind and she suffers horrendously with, I think it's arthritis. Right. No, I'm not a hundred, I can't, I don't know. But either way, the, the Dublin Circuit Court came back and actually um, found her not guilty in relation of the possession of sale and supply. And then Judge Pauline Codd, fair play to you, Judge Pauline, because she dismissed the charges of um, drug possession as well under the Prohibition Act. Well, um, she... Yeah, yeah. It was the the conclusion of the case was that Miss Corrigan argued that cannabis should be legalized for people in such pain as herself. Of course, it should be, she says, so that um, people like her don't have to take so many painkillers that they're walking around, going around dopey and not knowing whether they're awake or asleep. Um, She had no previous convictions and that was taken into account. And that the fact that um, she was left for four years to see what was going to happen to her. You know, she was made out that she was, um, there was people that made out that she was a drug dealer and things like that. So, you know, what gossip as well that happens. Uh-huh. You know, and all it is, she was grown at the tree, her glaucoma. Doggy's grandmother. <laughs> yeah. And her spinal stenosis, which is arthritis of the spine. Right. Sure. You know, um yeah so and she she didn't um she didn't think it ruined her judge her character at all the judge knew damn well that 
it wasn't that she wasn't selling yeah. it and that she was growing it just for herself. You know, she's blind in one eye and that's what she was using it for. But isn't it, it's it's good to see that there is starting to be bits of change. There there was the you know how I, I, I've spoken about how much they char or they, they class a plant that and it didn't matter beforehand if it was a seedling or if it was in veg, if it was no matter what, it was classed at eight hundred quid for a plant. And then it was when you chopped it from the base, they weighed the entire thing. Not just bud, they weighed stock, they weigh yeah. everything. So the fact that they only found three hundred and um mm. ninety five grams is good girl, good girl. So you knew to get rid of your fucking trim and shit out of the place fairly sharpish. This. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um Man. That judge should convict whoever fucking narked on her and make them wear signs that said, I'm a narc and a stupid cunt. Yeah. You know, like, fuck me. Six year old blind woman. Like, you think these are. Yeah, yeah. What a fucking Yeah. And you see, the thing is, lads, she could have been fucking hit with the book because mm. technically, in the laws of the eye, or in the eyes of, in <laughs> the, the, eyes the, of the law, I had to say All that's this. Works. This A472 in the Mighty is actually fucking pretty good. It's tripping me up. Nice. Um, Send some my way. Yeah. Um, she, it's like that was six and a half grand. You know? that's, what, that's what that would be valued at over here. So she is a very lucky lady as well yeah. that she got a, a good judge because there is plenty of other judges. And we, we know because we have seen, I can't yeah. think of the poor chap's name, but he was dragged through and made a fucking, everybody in the country found out about him because That's of four euro, you know? You know. So he she is very, very lucky in that sense. But yeah. it could be an interesting thing. I'm going to see if I can get in contact with Eileen, yeah, that or Evelyn, true, sorry, if Evelyn, and see if yeah. she wants them um, to come on and have a chat with us. Because yeah, cool. now I know her address, I can just knock up to the door and say, <laughs> Hi, Evelyn, how are you? I mean, very nice of Ireland to do that, you know, put all, all these addresses out mm. there like that. That's ridiculous. That's it is. It's so That's wrong. Really like, you wouldn't mind if they turn around and say, Evelyn Corrigan of Dublin. Or no. of Kildare, mm -hmm. or of yeah, yeah. Leash, that's you know, done, because they're commonly could be, done. Yes, that's the way you should. But like, not fucking give the person's house number, address. So now you're gonna have area. people driving by oh, the house, yeah. throwing bricks. So yeah, write all that good nasty yeah. stuff. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, you have that. Well. But now you also have in effect that people are going to go. Or people, you will get some fucking dopey scumbags that'll go. Yeah, knock on the oh, door. she grows weed. We'll go in there and we'll rob her and we'll rob the weed. And shit, the likes of that, that could be an elderly lady that could be fucking robbed and beaten because of something that may have happened or something yeah. that happened four fucking years ago. Like, mm -hmm. you know, no, she might not have a fucking be, any that, weed in the house. That needs to be changed. That's crazy. It does need. There, there's so much That's needs this. to be done here. I've always been worried about man. Yeah. And you, you live in a lot more probable place where that might happen i think here so yep you know you know take everything ask questions like after it's bad man they should replace the shit they take and if she's not being committed of any yeah, crime there's no like privacy protections or nothing i don't know if we have like that's the reason why i mean we don't have our people when they are arrested for shit you don't see their address um 
you see their names usually after mm-hmm. after a certain point in the investigation released. But yeah, it's just their names. Yeah, from, we have a so, we have so, the um, requirement here is you're innocent till proven guilty. So you you know you're not allowed to be outed until unless you're right. until you're convicted yeah. on that. And that's the thing. We have the same policies over here, monkey. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just it's a skewed where it's <laughs> not you're really guilty and you have to fucking prove your innocence. Really? That's crazy. Mm. No, yeah, giving so out anybody's personal information like that, it's just wrong. Yeah. You know, that's a legal situation. You, that's between you and the government. The rest of the public can stay out of it. The government will handle it. But they don't do it for everything. You won't uh, see it for an assault or yeah. for somebody who's drunk or for somebody who's after being fucking drink driving or things. They will say such and such a person of, and then they will just give like the area. They would have said mm-hmm. Tala. You know, instead of name, address, fucking area, fucking... So, there's just short mm-hmm. of putting the girl's postcode on the fucking thing, like... Really? Right. Um, so with the forum news this week, we've decided that we're going to do the 24-hour live stream very soon. Yes. Which will also contain the 24-hour Le Mans snail race. Yes. Snail so, Le Mans! That's right. So you haven't entered your name into that yet, then head over to Persis and find the snail Le Mans thread and enter yourself. I'll it to the top or something so everybody can find it easy but everybody gets the snail and the winner wins shit well what prizes we saying gb um, <laughs> the winner uh, wins shit the winner wins shit <laughs> i i was chatting with pips and we're gonna just do a four second and toward prize right um we i have actually i may have had the email i'll just double check guys um but i'm just waiting to come back um to Chris to see what we are going to do for the prizes. It'll be something cool. You know, Pips are savage. They're they're, they're good guys and they fucking, they really support the the farm and that really well. So I'm sure that they're going to have fucking an epic prize. In which case, Chris, one t-shirt. I ain't got a Pips (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Well then, Pips, he is going to, Chris, we'll just have to say he's going to have to win it in four second or third place. There you go. I will win. No problem. Yeah. Right, so get but over yeah. to that if you're not in there yet. And we're also going to do the 24-hour live stream then. I and mean, it will start at 9 p.m. in Australian time. Because this will be specifically... Because our Australian listeners don't catch the show very often because of the time difference. So having a 24-hour show gives all of our listeners an opportunity to drop in and talk to us or ask questions and shit like that if they want to. So if you're going to be around on Saturday the 14th, I think we agreed on, right? Yeah. It's Saturday week. Saturday 14th. So the two more shows before that happens. So we'll mention it again next week's show. So you won't forget. And then everybody can come along and just have a laugh and we can see the snails race and stuff. It's going to be sweet. Join us on the 14th. And also Chilba got promoted to uh, moderator. Of a yes, he did. Program. So congratulations yes. to that, man. Congratulations, congratulations Chilly Willie. Big yes. move, man. Yeah, man. Uh, anything else for the forum news? I think we're good. Should we move on to the Grow Diaries? I guess I should say uh, we're, uh, we didn't have enough entries for Plan of the Month at Percy's this month, so we're just going to move that to next month. We'll we'll keep on keeping on. Cool. We'll add them all in the next one. All right, nice then. Let's go on to Grow Diaries. This diary then, GB, this was the first so, one you started over at first. The diary, yeah, this was my very, very first diary in Percy's. It was um, it was my first diary, actually, 
to coming back to, to ground because I hadn't yeah, grown well, really. for, geez. 15 years. 15, yeah, it was 15 or fucking so years. Probably a bit more now because that was, what, nearly two years ago? It's like yeah, starting from scratch. Then, so yeah. it was essentially starting from scratch. And I had gone to another forum. Yeah. <clears throat> It was. Uh, will I, will well, I name and shame? From no, we, no, don't name and shame. I both name and shame. Because there is a couple of cool guys over there. Yeah, um, I'm sure there is. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an American site as far as I know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I went over and I was having a bit of trouble because my girls weren't, they just weren't getting past like three, four days of germination. They were just wilting and going. I was asking lads and they, they were basically just got saying to me you should know this you shouldn't be growing weed if you don't know how to fucking get them past the first couple of days i came over to percy's i asked the question and mackie said put a fucking put glass a cup, cup over, cup him, cup over the top mate it's just like a little humidity <laughs> yeah, down i remember i that. tried that and it worked boom they were great and that was me in percy's yeah it happens we... one so, answer is all it takes yeah i'd gone out and i had bought myself Two Philazon Cobb Creek lights. I got a, a nice 5x5 secret jardin, and I had all the usual air pots and blah, blah, blah. Um, I had two lights. Happened to drop one coming out of the box and smashed mm-hmm. it. So um, <laughs> we done the grow with just one light. Um, and uh, they turned out it was great, a great grow as well for the very force. But we went to Kana. I was done it in Kana. We... Um, Group with all the basic can of newts, AB, Royzo, Canazine, PK1414, Boost, and Flush. I used kind of went out, bought everything. Went in. I, I, it was like the grow shop's fucking wet dream. I just walked in and went, What do I need? And he went, You need this, 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 and this. I went, Grand, give it to me. <laughs> yeah, put your credit limit on your card. The first thing he wants to know, oh. right? And um, yeah, the, the, the plants, fuck it, they went really well. They got a bit leggy at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we managed to fix that up and then I think it, it went on I had a two month veg can't really I didn't do any topping or any training I just let them go oh naturel if memory serves I had a couple of little but what I thought was problems which turned out to be just um a couple of like wet spots and things on the on the leaves that I was panicking mm-hmm. over because you know as a new grower when you see something that's not right you kind of shit yourself don't you yeah and uh, thinking about uh, it's going to be dead in the next couple of hours yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that 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 was your flipping water splash spots wasn't it yeah they were the water splash yeah and uh I was panicking I was thinking oh I've got fuck because when you google it yeah. you know you're going like seeing mildew and this yeah. Dysphoria, oh, no. yeah you get all the weird ones from spots yes yeah and then, and, and then somebody comes into you flipping your, your, your post and says oh it could be powdery mildew so be yeah. careful yeah it, it might be yeah you always get those like yeah really <laughs> just to add a bit more stress to your head well, yeah we yeah. try not to do that at percy's we try to give you a straight answer and don't want to fill your head with worry mm-hmm. now, but yeah so the grow started this grow in the fall didn't you I started this in November, yeah. I believe. So it was, and it was all going pretty good all the way up into we were coming into the flower stage. Like we were going nice and grand. It was cool outside, mm-hmm. but it wasn't 
Baltic. Well, then fucking Christmas came around, lads, mm, and it was minus cold. 14 and yeah. minus 15 uh, and minus 16. And you've got an outside and grow. I had an outside. Now, at this stage, as you know, I was only starting out in the growing game again. Mm-hmm. So I literally had a five by five by six tent in a 70 square meter garage. Oh, garage, yeah. That had mm-hmm. absolutely zero insulation. Or in minus 14. In minus 14. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. So my my um, trusty little Sole heater, which is only 500 watts, I highly recommend them, guys, if you're growing indoors or in a, an insulated tent. They, it's like a foldable heater, so you can leave it hanging. You can wrap it around your tent. You can do it. That's fucking, they're brilliant. But um, that just wasn't cutting the mustard. So I had to get put my trusty little two kilowatt fan heater into the tent. Well, that cost me 700 and something euro over two months. Um, <laughs> you, know, two yeah, months. you were trying to heat your garage is what you were basically trying to do there. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I, uh, how the, the, the Popo and the Alecky man didn't come and go, what is going on here, guys? You only have like <laughs> a couple of lights on in your house, and it's like so so high. I like me. really hot bath very very yeah. often. Yeah. And so I fucking shit, <laughs> and then I was dealing with the other half because I was buying weed and everything at the time. And I'm dealing with him going, he's fucking me, 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 and 700 euro. You're going to have to fucking oh, go, oh, no. On man, top of the you. buying of the weed. Fuck off. <laughs> Expensive oh, hobby, this. Yeah. So what we done is I done a bit of um, research on insulating equipment. And because I knew he, he was going bananas over the size of the tent, because he was like, I thought you were getting a small tent, and this five foot, you could lie down and have a sleep in that. You know, because it was such a big <laughs> tent, because he's a short horse. So he could sit down in the tent, basically, from side to side and sleep in it. Um, so I knew that the tent was going to have to go eventually, and I'd have to downsize down to like a three by three or smaller, which I ended up going into a 60 by 60. So that was a big, big step down from a 5x5 five five to a 60x60. <laughs> 60. And uh, I insulate, I, I decided to make a jacket out of bubble foil insulation. Hey, and I see, used yeah, absolutely, yeah. That, that went so much better, believe it or not, because that cut my ESB down to about 400 and something. It cut it down by half, so it was pretty good. And you can right. see it now. This I have. I should have really read this fucking thing. And it was coming towards the end of the grow when I start making all the the insulation packs around. But yeah, I, I would say to anyone if you're growing outside, insulation is your best friend, mm-hmm. bestest of friends when you're outdoors, it, whether it's hot or cold. Yeah, and I had. Yeah, I can't put. I gotta put my shit in my garage eventually, but it's not insulated either. And yeah, mm. my plants are insulated. But you see, so. this is where I came up with. I built myself a a grow room out of it. So I I divided the the garage in half, and then I built a room in the back of it. So it's completely hidden; nobody can see it. But I insulated the boxes 
because I made grow boxes around my grow tents, insulated that area. So I cut my, my entire insulation part down. So I was only doing maybe a, what was it, a 10 square meter space or 12 square meter space opposed to doing a 200 or 300 square meter space. <clears throat> so it works, works on it. That's a yield here as well. And it did. I, if memory serves, I got 12 ounces, I think. Nice. I think it's it's further down in that grow, actually. Um, and it did. It was it was Mazar and Night Queen. I don't know if he said that at start. Dutch Passions Autos. Mm. Um, they were fucking epic. Yeah, always good strains, man. Nice taste yeah. to eat. You know? And it's now again. I probably didn't draw it to its best because it was I had it hanging, and again I had to use the air fucking fan or heater, the the two kilowatt heater to keep the tent mm. above a certain level because the the weed would have just frozen. And you were still paying for weed. I was still paying for weed, so that it was always like the makes quickest. a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, that's number one flipping. <laughs> what's it right there? Yeah, but you know what, lads? Yeah. It actually it turned out, although it was a bit crispy, it was a good weed, man. It was better than what I was buying on the street. For sure, man. You know, for sure. Now, didn't last very long because I blazed through it so quick, <laughs> and then um, COVID, that bastard thing, struck. And we, we were in the process of getting a shitload of fucking work done out in the yard. So I had to not grow for a couple of weeks. And then that couple of weeks turned into a couple of months. Yeah. So that was a disaster. So if we know it's all gone and then, you know, have to rush to the next one as well. And that's basically what happened. I said, I said to the other half, I went, look, I don't give a fuck if they come and if they tell, I said, I have to start. I have nothing left. It's going to take another four months. And what happened? The fuckers came to follow a week and a half later I had to go out and keep turning fans down and putting speakers on and leaving the radio on all day and locking the doors and fucking leaving things up against <laughs> doors oh it was a fucking nightmare I think they probably all knew too yeah man this sweet diary people need to check out how to insulate their grow tents this is definitely a good place to go and look yeah especially yeah. outside in a garage and shit like that and yeah. winter's coming man or in an attic even it i was going to say in the loft as well yeah. because yeah. there's so many people will, will grow in a loft in a garage in an outhouse yeah you know e even in like i i know somebody that grows in a converted it's a, a, a camper van yeah. he has three quarters of it is converted into a grow space and yeah. then he has the other half in it as a bed so when he fights with the missus he just fucks off out there <laughs> well, you know, now is it actually the time, even though it's it's the hot part of the summer, if you're planning on doing a winter grow in an area like this, now is the time to start thinking about that insulation and making that mm -hmm. plan because it's going to take a little doing, you know, we kind of jump. It, it sounds like we jump the gun. Sometimes we talk about a uh, gorilla growing in the middle of the winter, but yeah, you got to prepare. You got to get yourself ready. You do. And, and not only for preparing because the price of building products are going up and up and up and up so get out and get your insulation if you're planning on building the grow room in the next six months i would say go out and buy as much of the product and try store it as you can because yeah. the price of stuff is just going up and up and up yeah man so <laughs> while we're here talking about building grow rooms and shit we should move on to the 
perpetual grow guides thing we're going to do. Ah, I'm going to talk about what kind of grow room you need to have to be able to perpetually grow. Segway, segway, segway. Here we go. Tangent, segway. Next one. Nice diary, GB. It's a good one, man. No bother. I probably didn't explain it as good as the rest. It's all good. It's all good. Let's do the grow guides. So perpetual growing, man, this is pretty much where you're using more than just one grow space and you've got plants in different stages of growth. So your harvests are coming sooner. It's pretty much as simple as that. You know, you have a bedroom and a flower room pretty much. And you can have more, you know, a drying space as well, a little veg space as well. If you've got different spaces for different different stages of growth, then you can have mm -hmm. a perpetual harvest that's only a few weeks apart, essentially. Yes, about four for me. Yeah. Every four weeks get a harvest. Yeah. Sweet, man. GB, what are you saying? You want to take this away? Yeah, yeah, I'll start with it. The, the perpetual grow, in my opinion, is probably, if you have a small space to grow or if you're a parsley grower, it is the best way to grow. Mm -hmm. You um, Especially if you do it in a micro-style grow, like the way our, our fellow TG does and like the way Ed Rosenthal recommends. Mm -hmm. to do them and keep them in small pots and small to keep them close together you can get a lot more flavors strains grown so you can grow multiple strains in it but if you have your perpetual tent and you've got two even one big tent with a divider sometimes or if you have two separate tents, you get your germinating and you get your veg going in one and you can have your photos going as well at the same mm -hmm. time so you can always have an auto in your veg tent yeah, but you can have your other ones going at different stages. Like the way I do it is, I keep two, three weeks apart from each one. Right. Somebody else can talk about that actually. Um, but yeah, perpetual is it's it will give you a constant supply, but it doesn't mean that you're going to have just one big bulk of mm -hmm. one strain. It's going to give you multiple strains at constant time, so you you can keep it nice. Well, it depends how you work it though, and you can have a selection. Mm. Yeah. It depends how you work it though, because you can just have like a few different ways to. Oh yeah, TG, TG what was that? Well, was like what you mentioned about the autos. Like autos are common enough nowadays that you can, you, like you said, always have an auto running in your veg tent while the the regging to go into the flower tent after. But when we, like, at least when I think of perpetual grow, I think of like. The old, you know, not the old days, but say you only had one seed to work with. Mm -hmm. um, you grow that out and then you, you get a female, lucky you. But now what do you do? You flower that out for one plant and now you're fucked. Right. Or you take a bunch of clones, you know, you take put those clones in your veg tent and um, you, you take clones of those clones before you stick them in your flower tent um, and then put those clones in the veg veg them while you know and then that's what that's in my mind that's the perpetual grow all right uh, i yeah, know what you mean yeah yeah, it's yeah have yeah. one that keeps it's, going yeah 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 well i know um, it like, as uh being like two different growth spaces where you have a veg yeah, space and yeah, yeah. Flower space and then you perpetually <clears throat> keep the grow going constantly. exactly yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly it's the way a few of a few of us do um perpetual soils i know zn he he does just a, a constant perpetual diary, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's always bling for it. 
<laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> uh, but it's because it's and it is just it's it's such a handy way it's very hard to do it as well when you're a parachute grower if you're limited to to just having one tent mm-hmm. now that's where but you can do your perpetual grow in one tent if you're using autos and photos mm-hmm. because fair, they will not grow many people both. that sign up here with with and, and stay with one tent is there really? no no you need you need a couple perpetual growing is the way man you need because you can just reducing that two tent space yeah. in between yeah, yeah two tents man one bench one even two four by four right yeah. Yeah, just you can reduce yeah. half pretty much of it you, two by four, pretty much you're just dealing with your flowering time yeah. you know mm-hmm. a tent up by flowering time so you can reduce harvest down to eight ten twelve weeks Instead of the fucking 20 weeks, maybe looking at if you're vegging as well. Because if you can do the veg while the plants are flowering, and then as soon as the plants are down, you can move the veg plants into the flowering tent. Then you're saving a lot of time, man. Mm-hmm. And it, because the plants are smaller when they're vegging, you don't need a, a massive tent. You, you can just start a plant off for a few weeks in a 60 centimeter tent, and then you still save yourself a few weeks. And if you smoke an ounce a week, that's a lot of money you save. Fucking right, it is, especially in some parts. I know in our, our fellow listeners in Australia, they pay a hell of a lot fucking more than what we pay in Ireland. No way, really. Yeah, they pay way fucking more. I, I've heard of prices up in the region of eight, nearly $900 for ounces in parts wow. of Australia. Even more expensive when you go in inland. You know, if you go into in towards the opal, opal mines and into the, the heartlands as such, you could be talking... Fifteen hundred, more sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, they're getting paid fucking massive money as well, but they they pay massive mm. money for everything out there. So what you say, monkey? You got perpetual growing, right? Pretty much. I mean, I use two small tents. Uh, just two plants in each tent would be normal. But I recently changed up to them. I'm, I'm running one tent with mostly autos in it, and I'm saying mostly because well, that that's what'll bloom in that tent is autos. But it also has mm. start photos in that tent, and they'll be moved over to the flower tent periodically. You know, when when I got a flower tent that's just about ready to close out, I'll throw some seeds in the auto tent about a month or so before they finish. So about the time that my harvest comes out, I'll be throwing you know already vegged up plants, plants that are getting ready to be trained and, and flipped, mm-hmm. and that's the way I'll do it. And then uh, in the auto tent itself, you know, I'll have two two autos on the go at all times, and when one when one is harvested, two more autos or or or, or, or seeded seeds are put in immediately because the second auto is going to be coming out in, in, a, in a few few weeks, and so you know. And that way, I've always got something on the go in that tent. So mm. yeah, it just it never ends. The, the good thing is you you got a constant supply of weed. The bad thing is you're almost in constant trim jail, but that's okay. <laughs> TG knows that struggle. Yeah, but I'd be, I'd yeah, rather be in trim jail yeah, and have weed, or, man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's good, though, but it is like you just said, a ton of work. Mm-hmm. You, you know, sometimes because I don't, I've been saving for this house and we haven't had a ton of money, we, and we're not very fucking like vacation oriented people. I'm a more of a homebody, so I'm, I'm home a lot of the time. But even like, it's like, oh, I can go away for two weeks to go to fucking camping or something. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah. Because you know, mm-hmm. always, especially when it's, you got two tents and you got to explain to somebody like, okay, this tent is this, that tent is that. Yeah. And that's where we can come on to the pros and cons there. You know, what the different mediums to use because you're using different mediums and shit. It's going to be even more work. Say 
one's yeah. in soil, right. one's in hydro, one's in veg, one's in flour. Ooh, they all need different food. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then different yeah. strains as well. That's a pain in the ass mm -hmm. too. Because they want that's something you've feed. done before, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. <laughs> I do that quite yeah. a lot because I don't like the same strain. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the different stages of growth as well, that's a problem. You know, when you're mixing up... Um, grow feed for one tent and then yeah. flower feed for another tent and then and if you're, you're a stoner in strains, between and you forget yeah. which one went into which flipping jog <laughs> and you think shit so well, you feed I mean, the wrong yeah. ones to the wrong ones and you get problems and you think oh shit i know what exactly what caused that it sounds <laughs> like you're all just grabbing my life sometimes uh, right here you know <laughs> yeah i'm growing in cocoa and i'm growing autos and photos at the same time but autos don't feed the same way as photos yeah, do. So I've got, nice. if I've got two flower, two tents in flower, that's two different feeds going at the same time right there. Then add to that in the auto tent, you'll have some, some plants that are in veg. So I got to have veg newts on those there. So I'll be typically running three, maybe four different newts at, 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 uh, simultaneously. All this at is once. where the living soil shit comes in handy because yeah. it just water it. I'm okay with it though. You know, the advanced nutrient <laughs> stuff though, with the pH perfect thing come plays into it because I can make up enough for a few days and it'll, it'll, it'll last for three or four days and I don't have to mix every day. Otherwise this wouldn't be worth it. Be honest with you. Do, do you know what I found? Because I make up my feed in advance now, um, use air stones and stuff like that. This similar to, to the way you do monkey. I use mm -hmm. the can of newts and just, it's a Vitalink pH down. I I when I make it up, I pH it down so that it goes down to five point six, mm -hmm. and then I leave it for twenty four hours, and she goes up to five point eight, five point nine, and then it doesn't move after that. The whole Perfect. way down to I'm nearly down to the end. You got yourself so dialed in. I, it's it, it fucking took a while to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, took a while to do because it's, you have a pinpoint down, but it's you can do it with with other newts as well. Mm -hmm. I know the 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 advance are so much better for it because it's as soon as you get it in, when it's doil, it doils in itself, doesn't it? Pretty much most of mm -hmm. the time, it will. But you still got to put the the right food in for the right plant stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and yeah, when you're doing a special grow tent like that, especially I'm being cocoa and having like the hydro newts and stuff, your notebook is always your best friend. I mean, every day I get out, if I have to mix the newts, I don't care if I think I know what I'm doing. I take the notebook out and I follow mm -hmm. my own recipe because I've messed up before. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's too early in the day. You got something else on your mind. You've had one too many hits. Something happens and you'll double <laughs> up something and the next thing you know, something burns. But yeah, my notebook is my friend. Well, I couldn't give a shameless or shameful, whatever, however you want to take it. Yeah, well, <laughs> for my super soil, um, these perpetual grows do help with that, taking kind of the guesswork out of uh, measuring nutrients. Because like I say, I, I, I don't adjust my, I might add a bit of Epsom salts in when, when flowering starts, but I don't. And I can't, like I could top dress, but the whole point of my soil is just to water all my soil for three and a half months, right? Right. So that does help with a little bit if, if you're able to make it. I know some people have kind of had success with it, but um, yeah, and not just my soil, any any super soil that's like water only type shit. Yeah, so like, cause like I said, I used to be, oh, I used to work up north a lot and I was away for two to three weeks and yeah, you just watered it, so mm -hmm. it does like make it a bit simpler. But you still have to worry about light schedules and and all that kind of bullshit. It's, it's one nice. of those, like we say, you gotta figure out which which type of growing is the best for you individually. Yeah.
There is no one best. There's no one best medium. There's no one best growth style. It's whatever works best in your situation. Well, perpetual is a must. You should be perpetually growing if you can. We all two grow spaces. Yeah. Yeah. I perpetually grow too, but I just always start new seeds in that sense. Yeah, me too. You just have to have your timing right instead of, well, timing, actually, timing is important in all of this. So. It's. I think it's yeah. how most of us do is by by starting off new seeds. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I I'm just about to move my girls. I've moved. Sorry, I've just moved them over, and I'm starting the sex pot girls are starting this week now. They should have really started last week. Mm-hmm. I suppose mm-hmm. the reason I brought up the cloning thing earlier and off of one plant was like just thinking of a purest way to do it. And honestly, clones. I haven't actually tested it myself because I've never actually tracked it, but there's a lot of anecdotal stories and evidence and stuff that people say that clones finish maybe a week faster than their parents. Well, we're about to find out because I've got a mother and four daughters both in flower now, a couple of weeks apart in between the flick. Perfect, yeah. So we can see in one instance, yeah, see see what happens because with that in mind, taking clones might be a a better way just thinking of a pure efficiency model because mm-hmm. you can get that little bit less weak. Um, you can flower clones as, essentially as soon as they're established. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wait. So you had Rosenthal model by having yeah, that would be the best way to do clones for sure. Yeah, that's that's that. But only if you're able, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. risky to have fucking 50 plants, even if Dude. they are only two fucking inches tall, right? So, that's right. Well, in the UK, it's, it's risky to have any plants. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, exactly. It's risky yeah. 50 plants unless you're Ed Rosenthal, you know? Yeah, yeah. and then you just tell them, Ed Rosenthal said you're okay. Yeah, Ed Rosenthal so, said yeah. 50 plants. Mar- Martin is just asking, there's a question. I'd, so if you keep taking clones from clones, you could essentially finish taking, pl- have plants no, finish in a week? Clones uh, will reach maturity <laughs> faster. No, mate. It's, it's, like that. it's mainly because yeah. they're more mature. So when you flip them to flower, they'll start showing sex sooner. Than <laughs> what they would have done. <laughs> no, yeah, it doesn't reduce it every time you take a clone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can see that. Yeah, do it so many times. As soon as you cut the clone, it's finished. Mm. Oh, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the first time compared to the mother plant. Mm-hmm. But give it a shot. If you can figure out a way to start some seedlings off and get a couple of weeks less, you know, give them a head start by a couple of weeks. Even a couple of weeks is a good amount of time to save. Mm-hmm. Do what you can to get your plants started earlier and move them over to a, the actual growth space when you can. And then also try and find a different space to dry in as well, because mm-hmm. that takes up a lot of your time. You could have your tent in complete mm-hmm. no use whatsoever for two full weeks when you're just drying your shit in it so if you have a different space to dry you can also you know uh, save a couple of weeks there we've yeah. had a few people at Percy's get pretty innovative with some drying spaces everything mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. you know paper bags cardboard boxes closets wardrobes you name it we've seen it all to, to, to lights tort upside down oh yeah Use my old mushroom cultivation <laughs> <laughs> you know do what you gotta do man to get the shit done yeah, yeah. that's it's equipment equipment makes a huge difference and i i went w- done without buying a dehumidifier for so long yeah because it has been reasonably dry ish every time i've been um 
Drawing weeds and stuff. Growing here, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was doing. I was doing growing. When we were talking about drawing, sorry, yeah, I went off topic. Good man for pulling me back, Mikey. Eight four seven two doing it to you, man. Yeah. God damn, TG. TG's fault, essentially. Then, yeah, that, just that, essentially, it is. Yeah. Sabotage from thousands of miles away. Blueberry. Yeah. I've been essentially professionally growing since for like almost seven years now. And this since this move, I, I'm almost out of plants. Yeah, I've got to be like fucking five years now without putting anything Amazing. down. It's, That's why yeah. I said earlier, it's weird not having like band noise around because I'm so used to it. I've had a couple times when, during the grow when I've stopped completely and had it completely empty tents. Like, okay, we've got uh, holidays coming up or something like that. Can't Can't have anything right now. And it really feels like something's missing in your life when, when there's nothing in the tent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a weird, you unzip and you look in a tent and it's completely empty. It feels odd. Mm-hmm. So this is right. still a hobby at that point, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. It's almost like, mm. you know, growing weed is very ad- addictive, you know? It is, yeah. It's way more addictive than, than smoking it. It's because it's your own little thing that you take care of, you know? Yeah, it, it's, it's your thing, but it's your yeah. quiet time. You get to disappear for 20 minutes to go. Yeah. It gets to be where an empty plants. tent is a very sad thing. Like, mm-hmm. wow, I need some, get life some in there. beans in this. Yeah, <laughs> we need life here. Let's do something. So let us know if you are perpetually grown over at Percy's Grow Room. Start a thread, show off your diaries if you haven't done that already. You know, we'd like to see how all these different grows are taking place. Yeah. Come and show us your shit over at Percy's, man. And if we have ideas or you have questions on how you can perpetually grow, then just feel free to ask. We can offer advice yeah. and shit. So do it. Especially yeah. like grow and never buy in. weed again. Mm-hmm. I like uh, warm shit. Like I've taken so much weed. from other people. You know, make my shit good. So yeah, everybody's situation is so different. So. All right, so let's go on to this week's interview with the Stoner Chef. Let's do this. Yeah, man, so uh, what, was he, what was he saying? Was he, um, yeah, the interview. We got the interview with Alex this week. Yes. The Stoner Chef is known as on Instagram. We, mm-hmm. we talk about edibles and what's it like being the chief grower over at some cannabis farm. And he's also You're a home grower. Yeah. Cool guy, man. Lots of shit going. He's like TG. You know how TG is like he lives weed. Everything is, he works weed, sleeps weed, eats weed everything's weed it's, mm-hmm. this is the american version of tg you know he, he grows at home it almost seemed like work. it in a way yeah mm. well he's got a good cool job maybe he's got a kid though so i guess tg <laughs> you got a little ways to go so uh yeah i'd rather grow than extract yeah, tg's yeah. got lots of kids yeah it's true he's got um, does he have him right in that right now he doesn't does he oh he's, all in little pots. Yeah. he's got little pots he's got yeah, little pots right now aren't you tg what you got, you, you got you, your are you growing now? Me right now, yeah. Yeah, I have, yeah. I have five plants that are pretty much ready to come down. I've just been lazy and busy. And ah, he moved. He moved full-grown plants. He didn't even chop. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that when we get to the I mean, after party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rules yeah. and shit, and that's to, to move them all plants. down. And I don't have any. So back to Alex. Stone yeah, we should chef. go on with yeah. the. Uh, well, we got about twenty-five minutes here with Alex, and he's just going to tell us about his cool job. 
and, and making weed into food and things like that. And what's best for people who haven't done it before? What's the easiest way to make some edibles and shit? Pay attention oh, to the pizza section. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah, the pizza dough with the weed in it and the, oh, the yeah. mozzarella cheese with the weed in it. Damn. Oh, that made me hungry. He's in Oregon. Mm. Okay, I'm going to Oregon soon. Oh, yeah, I am going to Oregon, Oregon next month, man. I'll be there. Nice. Right then. Oh, so let's, let's move on with this interview and then we'll be back in about 25 minutes. And then we can talk about what's it like moving plants around Canada. All right. <laughs> <Let's do this. laughs> yeah, man. So, Alex, the stony chef, tell us about yourself, man. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as the name implies, I, I've been a chef for a while. That's kind of where I started. Uh, it was one of the things that kind of kept me around cannabis is being able to be in a kitchen um, and nobody's, you know, drug testing every day. Yes. Uh, <laughs> nobody really gives a fuck if you're... Yeah, <laughs> you can't smell weed in the smoking. kitchen. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I was lucky enough, I got out of out of the restaurant industry in December of 2019. Oh, well, just in time then, huh? Did you know just something was going to happen? <laughs> you know, everything happens for a reason, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think he had a time machine in that one, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and actually, so now I'm a um, farm manager and head grower for a licensed facility out here in Oregon. So, Alex, you was a chef before you started using cannabis or did you were you using cannabis before then, then integrated the two? Uh, I would say I was using it before then and then integrated the two. Um, it's actually funny. So I started smoking a little bit after a lot of my friends did. And I always liked coming up with the ideas of like what you could smoke out of. Uh, so I was the one building the bongs out of, you know, water bottles and Gatorade bottles. <laughs> the, uh, the MacGyver of the group. The MacGyver of the group, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then slowly got more into it. And then when I started going to down the road with cooking and everything, I really enjoyed infusing cannabis into whatever I was cooking. Or the first thing was actually the green dragon, the Everclear and, and weed. Um, what do, you, for, what do you use uh, Green Dragon in as far as cooking goes? Um, I mean, I would make it actually and make it make mixed drinks with it. Ooh. Um, just that and Sprite is like the most amazing. If you have good product that goes into it, like it tastes like weed sweet tea. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that's definitely going to be something that's going to be on my list. Okay. I oh, quite yeah. like Sprite too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Alex, let me ask you, you said you're a chef. What was your specialty as far as that goes? You are. Uh, my specialty was pizza. Um, ah, pizza so chef. I grew up in, yeah, I grew up in Chicago. I never was a huge fan of the deep dish Chicago pizzas. Okay. Mm. Um, but I started off um, with a Neapolitan background. So I actually went to pizza school out in San Francisco. Ah, thin and crispy. Uh, yeah. Um, they do pizza school? <laughs> yeah i know everybody laughs when i say that uh yeah it's a full-on pizza school so i'm um, a certified neapolitan pizzaiolo specializing in neapolitan pizza and um classic italian style all right uh, well, from just dev there. devil's advocate right now how would i infuse cannabis into a pizza uh there's tons of ways so oh, my good. my personal favorite um is just to infuse like a good olive oil uh, and drizzle that on top because you can kind of dose yourself, you know, accordingly and yeah. add more if you'd like. Um, you can add that same oil into the marinara sauce that goes on top. Um, I remember seeing people put their keef into the dough 
which I thought was a kind of cool idea, but I don't know how active, you know, that would be when you go to eat it. Um, so it might add some flavor, but uh, right. I don't see too much going in there. Um, if you wanted to go like full, full on, you could uh, infuse your milk, milk fat that you make mo Ooh, uh, mozzarella cannabis cheese out of. mozzarella. Yeah. Dang. Now that's some, that's something there that's interesting. Yeah. He's making um, me hungry, yo. Cannabis <laughs> 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 cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cannabis in, in the fucking cheese. In the dough, yeah, yeah, in the the it in. <laughs> drizzled on the top. <laughs> no space for pizza, man. <laughs> yeah, Still there you call go. It the stoner special, that's for sure, man. Oh, oh yeah. Are you doing any cooking work professionally now? Or are you just doing your growing thing? Uh, just the growing thing. Um, I have done some consulting for some restaurants out here uh, cool. that are starting up some wood-fired pizzas because it's really hard to find good pizza out here. And uh, I've cut my prices a little bit, just going, all right, just make the pizza the way I tell you to do it so I know <laughs> some place to eat. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what would, you, what would you not get back into? Do you, any, do, you do any of it like at home as... Uh, like craft oh, yeah. edibles and things like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i do um actually on my instagram there's a video a while back of uh i made some really good taffy saltwater taffy Ooh. uh with a full spectrum oil in there um Ooh. i mean i make brownies all the time uh yeah any anything i can around here uh yeah. i haven't gotten too much into the gummies um it's not really my specialty uh i, I like infusing more real food um, real food yeah <laughs> uh and then the um the taffies are just really nice and easy to make um, so hold the infusion well yeah i can i can usually handle the cooking part with the gummies i haven't tackled too much beyond that simple little task there so definitely gonna have to be thinking about that pizza idea that sounds interesting all yeah. I've done so far is brownies, and um, I stuck uh, a big lump of butter in uh, a spaghetti bolognese one night, and it was absolutely disgusting. I put way too much in. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even eat it. <laughs> yep, we've all been there. <laughs> so how do you make your, your cannabis edibles? Do you use uh, oils all the time? Do you, where do you get your cannabis from? Do you like buy oils, or do you buy the buds and then extract your own? Uh, so it depends um, if I'm making like a cocoa butter and I actually like using coconut oil rather than butter uh, because butter you have more um, water in it um, and the coconut oil is just pure oil. So usually when people use like a can of butter, you'll see them clarify it first, yeah. pull out a lot of those solids in the water. Mm -hmm. um, I just go straight for the coconut oil. It also makes it a little bit more bioavailable for your body. Sweet. Uh, so I'll use that and I'll also do my, I have a friend who does extractions uh, and I like making that into the taffy because uh, it's just a better for the sugar. Um, the taffy sugar is toffee, right? It is, yes. Yeah, okay. Because I fucking yeah. love taffy toffee. Is, British toffee is taffy, yes. Man, I love toffee. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> we oh, have we this, this language barrier constantly right here between the US and the UK, Alex. You know, but all the listeners oh, yeah. will be like now, oh, yeah, toffee. Yeah, I love toffee, man. I, I love toffee flavor, anything. You know, it's yeah. like, mm. Mm. Salt water is yeah. good as well. Salt water is better. Salt Much water is good for making the toffee, to make it oh, salty God, yeah. toffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Such mm. a better taste. 
Yeah. yeah. No, look, why is it? Look, we've been here for like 10 fucking minutes, man. I know. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> I'm going to some weed pizza followed by my weed toffee dessert. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Snakes, bro. What you got? Oh, we started with weed drinks first. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. What do you about that? I remember the first time, you know, I read about it. It said, you know, you have to soak the cannabis in the Everclear for uh, five to 10 days. And Ooh. I wanted Ooh. it as soon as possible. Uh, so what I did was I put it in a jar and then I put it in a hot water bath uh, uh, at like okay. 160 overnight. And that really just helped uh, extract all the THC out in one night rather than seven to 10 days. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, nice. So uh, little what we're all about really quick. Speed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> yeah. I want to get high now. Stoners <laughs> yeah. can hack that, yes. Right? That's what we do. Uh, yeah. So, Alex, do you uh, are you a home grower by any chance? I am. Oh, really? So, what do you grow? Sweet. Uh, so, I do. Uh, I grow in soil, but I feed salts, um, and then I mix in some teas every once in a while as well. Uh, the first grow I had, I did that, and it went super well. Um, and then I went back without any uh, teas or anything for a while, and. I kind of like just, I feel like I get a little better flavor profile uh, when I do add those. Yeah. Um, but I just have a closet. Uh, I only do, you know, my four plants. Um, right now I've got some platinum cake going and then some stuff from uh, Turf Fiend. Uh, Sweet. Dayman. Yeah. yeah, I'm a four plant person myself. So yeah, I fully understand you grow, man. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, I mean, have. Yeah, we can. We are allowed to have as many like veg plants uh, under 24 inches so I can, you know, have a, a good stock. So I don't have to. Like, as long as it's under 24 inches in height. You just yeah. you cut the top of really? the uh, Yeah, exactly. Wow. Sure. Just keep scrog it short and wide. You know what I mean? There's a lot Pass of really muscrog, wide, bro. There's some really <laughs> wide <laughs> cannabis plants in Oregon. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they're putting a diameter restriction on that and shit. That's game over, man. I'm having a mile-long ganja plant. Yeah. Yeah. It's only, it's only two feet four. tall. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm from or originally from Chicago and talking to my friends that live back there. Even their medical growers, uh, or if you have a medical card, that's the only way you're allowed to grow. Yeah. And you're allowed five plants over five inches tall. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Five inches is a bit, uh, bit difficult to work with. Yeah, so but you, you can, can basically do it. like pop seeds. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a whole carpet. So we found out about you from Instagram. This is where, you know, we was directed to you. Do you have a website or anything? Alex? Um, I don't. I just have the Instagram going right now. Um, you know, I was really trying to ramp up my uh, following there. And then I got promoted to the, you know, the head grower and everything. So sweet. Uh, so how many plants do you deal over. with at work? Have you got a big thing going on? Yeah, so we have a greenhouse uh, with supplemental lighting. It's a really cool greenhouse um, that has shade tarps and everything. It's a really smart building. Um, but we we have taken care of up to like 650 plants um, when it's completely full. And we're Ooh. actually going to knock that number down and put them in some bigger pots uh, and grow some bigger plants rather than, um, you know, 650 smaller plants. Yeah, yeah. And then um, so that goes out shooting. to dispensaries and, and pharmacies. Yep. Yeah, we have a dispensary in town that uh, that we're aligned with. Um, so 
and then we have another one down in the college town down in Corvallis um, that we sell to as well. So we're all we're all hooked up there. It's nice because you know we only run six to twelve pounds of each strain uh, at a time. Only uh, yeah, just just six <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> So it's Why pretty not? perfect for. It'll take for me a couple of years to grow that. Well. Yeah, six to twelve pounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now, yeah, it's a lot it's, of fun. So it's legal in Oregon. The, it the, is, but it's still federally illegal, right? Correct. Yep. Uh, did you have any problems with anything like that, or does it just all seem to be plain sailing? No, it's it's pretty smooth sailing. I mean, the states are kind of allowed to make their own rules as far as what they're doing. Sure, you know, the Fed ever wanted to come in we would be doing something not legal in their eyes, but um, for a while, it's just been, you know, each state monitor what you're doing. And as long as nothing's making it to the black market, you're all set. Cool. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy how the rules differ like that, you know? Yeah. I know when I was in high school, I was dreamed of this day. Yeah. <laughs> We're still dreaming here, mate. Fucking hell. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm in the States and I'm dreaming. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, you know, you even like next door pretty much. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when you come out, uh, I'll I'll give you a tour of the the farm if you'd like. Sweet, yeah, sweet. I think uh, we might make I might make a live broadcast out of that one. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. That'd be we'll awesome, do a remote man. thing or something like that. <clears throat> be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So, how long have you been doing that job for? A uh, little over a year and a half. So I started an, there. And, yeah, not even long, and you already made head farmer. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I was very lucky. I mean, um, I was. Man's good at growing new... two-inch plants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was lucky. I mean, um, I've I grew a couple of plants when I was younger, uh, and you know, read as much as I could, and I love learning about stuff. I love learning how things work. You know, whether it's in a kitchen or you know, gardening. Yeah. Uh, and then. I just kind of figured that it's it's a recipe that takes three months to bake instead of you know two hours. Indeed, so, indeed. Uh, Even longer if you're so, cooking your own soil. <laughs> yeah, right. That's <laughs> really. So you have to know the same things like uh, what it looks like if you're missing an ingredient or if you give too much of an ingredient. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, pay attention mm. to the final product and and you keep learning. Um, That's a good point, man. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever want to do something in the future where you open up your own restaurant and do your own cannabis foods like that? Yeah, I always thought because, you know, the food truck that I had in Chicago, it was uh, it was pizza. Um, and I remember hearing about a food truck in Colorado that cool. did private so A food truck, you mean like uh, you drive it around? And... A kitchen on wheels. Yeah, yeah Mackie. Cool, yep. cool. Right. Yep. I had a thousand degree oven in the back of mine, though. <laughs> Whoa sweet yeah. nice for insurance yeah. purposes <laughs> <laughs> now they got some pretty amazing gourmet food, food trucks in the states man yeah but i've always thought that would be a neat thing if you could have a cannabis edibles truck but you know with you know the I'm laws saying? where they are it's just you know you got to have a lock per premises and, and access control and everything yeah. we just right. don't have that law right now yeah yeah so almost what you have to do is um do private event catering and have people you know sign up a release and everything and then right. you show up and i think that if they bring your own their own that's that's the best way to do it and infuse it on site oh wow that's a fucking good idea that's a little bit yeah. of a teaching and, and an enjoyment at the same time exactly yeah and you can do i always find whenever i cook with it you need to cook one recipe 
infused and one recipe not infused because you're going to get the munchies you're going to eat all of the infused it's for a double blind study isn't it placebo <laughs> there you go <laughs> see who's affected by the placebo <laughs> i never yes. thought of it like that actually that's a good point though you don't really don't want to get the munchies with more infused around that's true. oh come on if you've exactly. got that nice juicy steak there and the peppercorn <laughs> sauce is infused and you're like mm, this, you're gonna eat too much of that man you know you're gonna eat too much of that you'd be dipping your chips in it and shit fries <laughs> for you guys in the states fingers. <laughs> yeah fingers licking the bowl after you know? <laughs> Yeah, crazy yeah. shit man sure. i can't wait till this shit comes to the uk because yeah, going out and eating it's all right but you know it's it's not fun it's not right no, it's... do you cook for family events you know like thanksgiving and christmas time do your family let you cook <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do they trust him to cook you know oh <laughs> it... uh... Oh yeah. Uh, I haven't been cooking for them with cannabis in, in a while, but uh, that's one of the whole reasons I, I started cooking uh, was one year my parents told me they made mashed potatoes, but it was mashed cauliflower. And I said, that's the last time you're ever going to get me. <laughs> 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 Trying to make me eat healthy. <laughs> so Alex, what would you recommend for somebody who's, you know, just coming to the end of their first harvest, new to cannabis, and they want to make their first edibles what would you suggest they do yes, like so, from uh, converting the bud into something and then to transferring it into a good edible what would you say the best technique was for that uh the best would be to dry it um and then cook it into the canna oil um and the way that i really like to do that is i vacuum seal it uh once it's dry and i decarb it in that bag uh in a sous vide I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's oh, yeah. um, a hot water bath oh, Okay, uh, that you can keep the temperature um, very stable. So I like to decarb at around 200 degrees in that bag. And what it does is it keeps all those terpenes and all the good cannabinoids in there. Because mm. usually when you decarb in the oven, um, I always get like this weird nutty, you know, taste and smell. Mm. Uh, and it doesn't really taste like the good weed anymore. Yeah, maybe because maybe you're locking in with that vacuum bag. Maybe it's not letting the terpenes escape. Maybe that's what... mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. So that's what I noticed the first time I did it. Uh, and it was really funny the first time because uh, it was finished after decarbing for two hours. And I looked at the bag and I saw some moisture on the inside. And I was like, oh, crap. You know, there's a hole in it or something. So I opened the bag up and I just got hit with mm -hmm. like a volcano like all the terpenes and it just decarved <laughs> like right into my face and i was like oh no i, I should have just saved that yeah, i should have breathed so, in once i realized <laughs> <laughs> running around the kitchen trying to catch it all <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh it also helps with the smell too uh you know people in non-friendly states um yep. you don't want your neighbors knowing that you're cooking especially mm -hmm. in apartments in tight quarters yes yeah, so I like to decarb like that, and then I pop that bag in the fridge for a half hour to an hour to condense those uh, terpenes and everything back up. Uh, and then I cut that bag open again, and I add my oil or butter or whatever I want to infuse. And then I pop that back in the sous vide uh, at like 180, 190 um, for two to four hours, uh, mixing it up every once in a while, and strain that out, and you've got a really good you know, uh, cannabis oil there. 
There you go. Do we, so yeah. what would you recommend you'd put that oil into for the first dish? Some, mix it with ice cream or something with some toffee sauce? Mm -mm. <laughs> I try to tell people, you know, just get a, a box mix of, uh, of brownies um, is usually kind of the easiest. And again, it's nice because you can get two boxes. You make one box, you know, infused and one box not infused. Add, yeah. add some <laughs> add some food color into one batch so you know the difference. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem yeah. with the gummies, man. They taste so good. You can just pop them in your mouth. You know, you've eaten six and you still want six more. And by the time mm -hmm. they kick in, you're loaded. Dangerous shit, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happened to many of my friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's nothing in these two hours later. It kicks in. Yeah. yeah. They're still your friends, though, aren't they? They haven't like, yeah. deserted you. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> they come back for more. Exactly. So how do our listeners go to find you on Instagram then, Alex? What's the tag? Uh, it's Stoner Chef with a zero instead of an O. It's uh -huh. oh, easy to find, man. And yeah. you have recipes up on your Instagram feed. Uh, I've got a couple. I'll have to post up some new ones uh, for everyone. Did I say that wrong? Me. Did I say uncool <laughs> and unhip on your IG feed? See, Is that better? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm running for Percy's and I still don't know the proper way to say yeah. it. So, you yeah. know what I mean? It's up on the IG. <laughs> Down with the kids. Yes. Cool and hip. There you go. Yeah. Quick question uh, Is that your home grow room there on your Instagram channel? IG feed. IG feed. Don't listen. Looking 53, <laughs> mate. I don't do this on the track. I got a couple pictures from my home grow. Uh, they're the ones with the smaller plants. Or, I mean, they're pretty big, but uh, in the there. reflective yeah, it was uh, closet. Cool. I like that. Yeah. And I think man after my a... own heart. He makes <laughs> shit himself, man. <laughs> we like it. <laughs> yeah. Is that that's three by two CLS there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dear. Getting all techie. Uh, <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah no. MacGyver tech. Yeah. Yeah, so I built that grow uh, closet this summer and I've done two two runs through it. Sweet. Uh, and it's doing great. Um, You've not got doors yeah. on it now? Is it just like open like that or you got a curtain or what? I uh, know the doors just fit uh, right into it. I don't have any on hinges right now. Oh, okay, um, right. But it's got negative pressure on one side and positive pressure on the other uh, to keep the bugs out. Yeah, yeah. I started building that right as the wood prices skyrocketed. Yeah, I went I to buy my that. two by fours. And, and you seem to have good actually. timing on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I wish I would have bought the two by fours a month earlier. Wait <laughs> yeah. Definitely follow Alex on Instagram and see what he's up to. He seems to be a little bit ahead of the curve most of the some time. Nice yeah. plants, mate. Some very nice <laughs> Thank you. plants. So I did some some of my own crosses, actually. Um, some of those are, I brought some, there were some seeds brought back from Namibia, Africa. Uh, oh, I saw, cool. that, I saw some, that cola, man. That's an impressive long cola. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are really fun plants. I mean, it... I had some friends that grew them outdoors uh, and it grew 600% um, when it went into flower. He was like, it was insane. Uh, there's a guy down in Arizona since they just turned legal. He's got uh, a couple of plants going too from there and they're withstanding 115 degrees in full sun. Wow. Uh, loving it. So um, I'm trying to hit some of my 
my cooler genetics with those and see what if we can open anything up there. Did you on Growcast recently there, Alex? Yeah. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's where the person who recommended me uh, heard me and, um, yeah, reached out to you guys. Cool, man. Yeah, it was a really cool, cool podcast there. And he actually uh, hit me up right after I talked to, um, to you guys saying that he wanted to have me back on for a uh, growers or a members chat. Sweet, so, man. Book two podcasts in one day. <laughs> well, he, he's famous he's now. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the map and he's car, he's screaming. He's going to have his own show next. The Gordon right. Ramsay of the Ganji right. world. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Why not? He's fucking burnt, isn't it? It's a split, Gordon. It's supposed to be fucking burnt, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, man. So get over to the IG, the Insta, the Gram. Yeah, we're all calling the hip. This is how you have to say Instagram nowadays, right? I don't really know. I just Gram. Fuck the Gram. The Gram. (laughs) Over. I thought it was just called the Insta. Insta IG. Yeah, Stoner Chef. Just search for a Stoner Chef, but instead of the O, the letter O, he's got a zero. And if you do make any food, which you know, which you heard here, that's without pizza and shit, then go drop a picture up on his his IG feed. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we got some uh, discussion pretty. in the chat there about driving and cannabis as well, driving and being stoned. It's an <laughs> interesting subject because some people can't handle it, and some people just swear by only driving stoned. Yeah, I I I would be of of the the latter in that category. I I think I function so much better because I can't I'm concentrating on exactly what I'm doing. Mm. You know, I, I I drive fucking sixty hours a week at the best of times. Being stoned is just something yeah. I do. I do everything stoned. You know, it's it's just well, that's the way it is, man. What do we mean by like stone? Do we mean just somebody who's just smoked cannabis, or are we talking impaired? Because obviously, if you're impaired, mm-hmm. whether it's through cannabis, alcohol, breaking yeah, out yeah. with your girlfriend, yeah. or anything else, then mm-hmm. you should be driving. But yeah, 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 yeah. As as a medical user, yeah, I mean, the laws here in Canada effectively make it illegal for me to drive anytime ever. So mm-hmm. what the fuck, you know? But I'm not impaired. No. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, a if hard you're thing. if you're one of those uh, now and again smokers, like on the weekends. Mm. And that you shouldn't smoke a spliff and drive your car then because you're obviously going to be fucking twisted from that shit. Mm -hmm. I just, I think if I don't smoke before I drive, I'm far more likely to be in a road rage incident than a a collision because people out there are fucking idiots, man. You got to try and keep you cool. And the way to keep cool is by smoking. It's not like I drive in my car and I don't, uh, it's not like I drive in my car. (laughs) It's not like I smoke Mm. in my car. And it's not like I smoke while I'm driving or anything like that, you know. But before I go driving, I will have a smoke because it's just something I do. But I smoke all day, every day. So it's not like I'm ever really stoned. You know, I'm always that's just that's, on the level. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. And it's TG hit it on the head as well there, second, just like you did. It's an impairment. You don't drive if you're fucking, yeah. if you're wasted. Like I wouldn't get behind the wheel if I start hitting a load of dabs. 
because I know but, Dobbs will hit me so much fucking harder than just sitting smoking. smoking you're a responsible forever. person too. That's mm. that's kind of the one of the cruxes of impairment is it impairs your ability to make a sound decision. But I I would argue just you know it's it's a good it's a good uh, PSA thing to say you know don't consume any any substance that could potentially impair your ability to drive right including painkillers mate yeah true and they do say that on a lot of the commercials here not very much and i'll say they definitely make cannabis fucking like crazy just like they always have at the reef of madness but um yeah anything however if a cop just happens to pull me over like i've been pulled over twice now um, on my way home from work at just random check stops on a Friday night, you know, like police do that. Um, everybody gets flagged over regardless of your fucking thing. They make you, they talk to you, ask you if, where you're coming from, um, if you've been drinking, blah, blah, blah. So in that case, um, me being a medical patient or even me not being a medical patient, those police should should assess me not for the fact that I have cannabis in my car or that mm-hmm. it smells like cannabis in my car, you know? it's kind of like a probable search thing you know mm-hmm. just because it has cannabis doesn't mean i'm fucking impaired so yeah but it, i still could be penalized really really hardcore for having my truck smell like cannabis you know and i do work at a cannabis factory essentially so like there, there's a whole bunch of shit that it's makes it really a convoluted thing but really they should just say if you're swerving around on the road yeah pull me over and give me a ticket you're, yeah. you're obviously dangerous but if i'm not doing anything dangerous then fuck off you know i yeah, can drive sure. well, that's it. Full of isopropyl alcohol acetone gasoline in the back no problem you know that's dangerous as fuck but not Just an open thing anyway. cannabis mm-hmm. or a smell of cannabis it's it's very right. anyway sorry the, <laughs> the police as well in fairness are very um is it judge not judgmental um they pick on certain types of people certain the way you look the way you dress the way you sound mm. they they what, is it harass that's like a yeah carding thing like yeah stereotyping. yeah stereotyping yeah, that's like it profile take in the marijuana yeah. cigarette and, right? yeah they do that an awful lot even at checkpoints like i have mm. gone been waved through checkpoints just because they have stopped a fucking a car with fucking four yeah, young flies so in it you know, and they've literally pulled them across and they could have been doing absolutely nothing. And there's me stone to the bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I say stone to the bone, I'm not actually stone because I'm the exact same as I am now. Yeah, you know, yeah. I could talk you know to them quite coherently. Yeah. It's all it is. You're just, you're after having a spliff. And I'm not sure stoned, anybody, uh, anybody out there who's been driving for a while as well, Driving is really fucking easy, man. Once you've mm-hmm. got the basics down, you know, and once you've been driving for a few years, it's like riding a bike. I mean, of course, you have to be switched on and know what's going on around you. But realistically, you know, you go from the days of being terrified to be behind the wheel to driving down the road with one hand on the wheel, eating a cheeseburger, listening to the tunes. You know, mm-hmm. it's you, reasonably relaxing. You a... it don't take a lot of concentration. It's not a complex thing to do. Dep- depending where you are, if you're in housing states, you have to be on high guard. If you're in cities, you have to be on high guard because you know a car, a person, a bike, a fucking mm. person on a scooter, anything can appear out from nowhere. So you do be, and you pay attention to what you're doing. You pay attention 
to the road yeah, in yeah. front of you. You don't pay attention to all the bullshit going around because that's what we do. That helps yeah, like you focus. Clutch first, second, third, fourth. That's you know, all just automatic, you see. It's all just automatic yeah. shit. You know, you're worried more about all them crazy bastards on the road around you rather than what's mm. going on in the vehicle. Martin, Martin here is saying that he's driving and smoking since he started smoking and he's never had a crash. I concur with Martin because I have only, I've had three crashes in my life. Those three crashes, two of them were involving drink because I was young and stupid. And one, I was stone cold sober. Wow. Pudge just said that I lost huh? my license for two and a half years over a gram of weed. There what? Yeah. I got more than that sitting there right in front of me. Yeah, good mm -hmm. Lord, I've got so much more than that. That's dumb. Some bullshit. Man. Uh, I, you know, is, how important a car like is a to sense. Well. That's you know that's it good. Rules need to be based on impairment and not mm -hmm. just a. You see, that's percent in your blood, or the presence of it in your saliva, or mm. the smell of it in your car, or some shit. That's what we we spoke about this before. I don't know if it was off air or not. And we were, I, I was asking Monkey if you remember, if in America, you know, the sobriety test. Yeah, yeah. Do they And I was asking, do they do the sobriety test type thing for smoking weed and that? Because you can tell if somebody is impaired with weed by looking at them. They're in a fit of giggles and in a hoop. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it in the movies. I actually have never seen anybody on the side of the road being given that test. So. Oh, yeah, I think that's what we talked about. And I was like, oh, and you see it in everything, even on the TV, like you on like cops and everything. And touching yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never uh, seen it actually either. I don't know. I, I just refuse to take any kind of test. I'm not taking your test. I'm not having you take my blood. I'm not having you take my saliva. Nothing. Not doing anything. <gasps> Sure, Martin, I know I'm gonna fail. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, Martin is saying here he lost his license for a year for fucking a quarter of a gram. Oh. That fucking bollocks, Sean O'Donovan. Jesus, I've got more than that on me flipping shoe. Yeah, fuck wow, me sideways. Man. Oh, that's what fucked. a cunt. That's that's. But it is. We know. We know. It's a, if you are impaired, if you're not able to function properly, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be behind the wheel of a car, sure, and man. that goes for yeah, everything. You can man. see there was there was a girl, a, a lady in Australia. She was pulled over by the cops. She was driving one of these big road trains. You know, they used to have like seven and eight and nine fucking trailers on this truck. She's swerving all over the road. They thought she was out of her mind on something she was after taking cough medicine yeah and hey, hey, mate, you don't even need to take medicine to be impaired man you can just mm. if you haven't slept for 20 hours you're gonna be yeah. driving like a fucking idiot that isn't illegal mm. <laughs> you know what i mean i've come close to it i've you can fall asleep at the wheel so fucking oh, yeah. easy just because you're mm. and as you said it's impaired because you're tired that's right man you know all these things need to be taken into consideration too. No, no, no. We need to anything that any any human dies from, ban it. Ban it. <laughs> Especially that that dihydrogen monoxide shit. Yep. People, the ocean has drowned people. Nobody should be allowed in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Nobody should be allowed to, mm -hmm. to snowboard, climb mountains. Nope, mm -hmm. none of that shit. Yeah. No, it's dangerous, mate. Dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. Oh, I seen a funny quote today actually to go on a quick tangent there. Half of the people on Everest were once half of the bodies on Everest were once motivated people. So check yourself. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Motivated so, to the max thinking yeah. they'd get up there. Highly motivated people, but they, they didn't make it. No. <sighs> Despite yeah. hundreds and hundreds of warnings. 
I have a, a another off topic slightly thing, but it is to do with cars and it is to do with weed. Right. You know the way we spoke about how um 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 Henry Ford intended on the the Model T to run on ethanol based um, fuel grown from hemp and the car made out of it. Did you notice so many of our cars now have hemp panels in them? Uh-huh. I didn't notice. I only found this out the other day. So it, it was is. big it, news it, it, to it, me. They use it now, like in, in the, the BMWs and that, all the new BMWs and the Minis and the Mercs and all those things, they all use compressed hemp doors pressed in. Oh. So it's cheaper. The inside, so the interior of your door and your dash and everything, that's all made out of hemp. Cool. And then it's covered over with the leather and the fabric and things instead of plastic because plastic is expensive and heavy. So it, it's and and bad. A, and hemp is like, so like hemp is being used in everything around us. <laughs> but yet it's still fucking, I, t- I just thought, I'd throw that in. I thought it was here. Uh, I'm having visions of the up and smoke band coming right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I thought it was today because it was, I was watching the, you know, the, one of the, the mega factories where they're building the cars and they were building one of our cars in it. And I was like, that is so fucked up. I was saying, so that car out there, all the door panels and everything is made from hemp. I was it's like, gone, that uh, is so cool. It's gone random philosophical quotes then everybody Bassman's just started us off there with the road of life is paved with flat squirrels that could not make a decision nice what yeah. kind of kind of random quotes you got out there everybody what you got on the panels the end you gotta have something fucking crazy like that nah not no no chibi any quotes today. <laughs> um, go stuck on the farm Matt. not really no, no. Like i'm not, crazy I'm not a big man for quotes to be honest yeah. I like quotes. Yeah. I like smart quotes. You know, funny memes and shit like that. Some good shit out there. Some smart, go witty people. With an itchy bum. But why? Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll wake up with a damn smelly finger. <laughs> <laughs> See? Like that. Nice. <laughs> um, we had a question anyway from um, Suck Me Sideways. I have a okay. question for TG. I'm making my first hit. This was earlier in the show. It's just I saved it. See, I was thinking ahead. Very nice. Um, I'm making my first seeds, and my seeded female has re-vegged, kind of. Kind of leaves where there is seeds, but nothing on the non-seeded bud. I left one to compare. Is that normal? So it looks at what I'm reading from this is it looks as if the seeded um, buds that he done it looks as if they're kind of re-vegging a bit uh-huh. but would that be or would it be just producing seeds uh, well mm. the only difference that I've noticed when I make seeds is you know your your bracts will actually swell up and then split eventually and you'll be able to see the seed inside but in terms of foliar growth uh, I don't really unless you fucked up the lights, which, you know, I've done before. Uh, not that you did. But, no, I don't think re-vegging leaves are... But, no, this is... He's saying that it's it's grand. What? He says it's grand on... It's 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 perfect on 
stems that he hasn't pollinated and only yeah. on the ones that he has pollinated. So if it, if it was a light fucking up, would they yeah, not yeah. all so go? Probably not, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I've never seen that. In Maybe you spied the a bugs. strong solution on it or something. Yeah, it could be a reaction to a hormone. Who knows? Could be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I'd say stick up, stick up a couple of pictures as well. Um, sideways in the what, in the trail. Was it reverse pollen you used? Like it shouldn't matter actually, really, because pollen mm-hmm. it's not like it's fucking mutated or something. Got a couple more quotes there from one from Bubble Hawk: "Man who run in front of car gets tired. Man who run behind car gets exhausted." Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, so we got uh from. Mike Talco Tech. So, Mike, welcome to the chat, man. Uh, no matter where you go, there you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Chilbert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, do, it does ring a bell. Yeah. Yours now. Yeah. So, uh, give a lazy man a job and they will never have time to do it. Give a busy man a job and they'll find the time to do it. Very true. If we desire respect for the law, we must first find the law respectable. Louis right. D. Brandon. Right. Very nice, Martin. That's on Martin's World, the podcast, by the way. If you haven't subscribed to Martin's World, head over to Martin's World channel on YouTube and subscribe. That's good content there. Um, and he's just, not on at the same time as this. Uh, yeah, I do make a post. It'd be the handiest. But he does say that he didn't spray anything on a TG. Yeah, yeah. It's Like I said, that would have been a step before anyway, so that shouldn't have any effect on it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a weird reaction from the plant that's like... I don't know. I've never really noticed um, like an extension of the foliar leaves like you would see when it starts to re-veg in the, in the bud structure, though. In my experience, anyway. But then again, I'm not a fucking expert. Mike Talcotech is Crichton. What's up, Crichton? Is Mr. Crichton. How am you meant to know that, Mike Telotech, if your name is fucking Mr. Crichton on the Bladen Forum? Okay. <laughs> told us. I know, but that's he saying, haha, odd. As if I tell, oh, sorry, maybe I'm reading that different. Sense. So, we, do we have any more questions? Um, no, I only had the one from um, Sideways. Yes, man. We've got well informed listeners. Everybody's all happy with that. Everybody's member of Percy's, isn't it? All the information is that. That's it. All the questions get asked over there. Well, how do you move flowering cannabis plants around? Oh, if, yeah, if, TG, how yeah. is that, man? <laughs> just just before we do, just um, does th- this part, does this go out in the podcast, Mikey? Yeah, this is still the podcast. Yeah. Bit, yeah. If, if you do not have time to listen to the podcast live, and if you do have any questions, make sure you, you can send an email over to... Hi and homegrown at gmail.com and we will be happy to answer them That's right. in the show. Yes, yeah, so TG, or, what are you saying about moving these plants around, man? Because isn't there rules to moving flowering cannabis plants around? Yeah, there is rules. Definitely there's rules. Sure, sure. So, yeah. I mean, um, well, they weren't in flower when I moved them and then as soon as they got here, they just started flowering. So, totally Convenient. Yeah, like <laughs> they're not in flower, they're in reveg right now. Yeah. Sure. Well, exactly. That's a fucking <laughs> good point, man. Where do you draw that line? Mm-hmm. You know, because even we have this debate where I think when when I yeah. flip the flower, when flower, it's when I flip that switch. Uh-huh. Some people say it's when you see the stigma first appear and the mm-hmm. stretch is done. So what the hell does in flower really mean? 
you know mm -hmm. and what the fuck does it matter anyway like quiet <laughs> right same <laughs> thing it just makes your fucking vehicle smell that's it you're not like oh shit, i'm gonna make some jars fucking light it up oh crash you know <laughs> yeah i'll be smoking my live planet as i'm moving it across or something I, mean, so I, I just can't resist it you could just mm -hmm. jump out the back and go and kill somebody you know how dangerous these cannabis brands are he's driving and then smoke it on as it stops you know you never know it could be dangerous just so distracted just leaning over the back of the car just i'm super in control though because i yeah i stopped them from flowering or they weren't in flower i i waited and then all of a sudden they flowered and they and they're done in like two days it's crazy wait really fast finishers yeah. good two day flower yeah. <laughs> Uh, a question there from DB Woodcraft, man, a bit of a shit one. My older cousin, 60 plus, is going through chemo for bowel cancer. And after seeing Rick Simpson documentary, I thought about telling her, but not sure how it will be received. She lost her dad and brother to cancer too. Mate, tell her, right? See what she has recommended you know. video. But it's yeah, hard, man. It's you a difficult one. It's very hard. Send if a link, I can just send like, a link to the video and, and just let her make up her own mind. Especially yeah. if, but the if thing family... is with that, people, people like to, um, especially like in, in things like terminal diseases like cancer, if there's a, a hope, I think people really like to cling on to that hope. And and Rick Simpson oil, while it may work for some people, there's there's anecdotal evidence it does. It definitely doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. And when it doesn't work, then it's like this was supposed to work. You know, and those feelings can creep yeah. up. So yeah, you, yeah, you really got to be careful with. Yeah. Uh, saying it's oh this will work or this is a cure or any of that shit there's like, some bullshit as well where sure. if if the cannabis is found in the say if it doesn't work out and the person passes away life insurance afterwards becomes a problem because they found cannabis in their system which they wasn't given by a doctor and that can cause problems with the life insurance payments as well there's so many fucking dodgy rules in the background insurance. that they, stop they people for from, any rules exactly like what's this an unprescribed drug an illegal drug in your blood mm. system this is what killed them makes me angry to hear that this contributed mm -hmm. to their death now they will get no life insurance yeah. so that's Definitely something that some concerns people and find some people you know like there's a lot, like rick simpson has a book and mm -hmm. there's a lot of good videos and shit so yeah that's a tough one man but definitely, you should, you just got to try and give them as much information as possible. Yeah, but there's the stigma, the, point them in the right direction. Yeah. There's so much fucking shit that goes in. It's an absolute fast man. It's a joke. And like I've said many times on the show before, imagine in 20 years' time, if we do find out that after all, cannabis is the cure for cancer and high uh -huh. doses of THD does yeah. actually kill cancer cells in the body. Let's say that happens. We have all lost people to cancer, all of yeah. us. And mm -hmm. cannabis has been around. All of that fucking time, they've just refused to do any research on it, and they're still trying to prevent us from doing any research on it now. And if in 20 years' time we do find out that this is the fucking holy grail and can solve a fuckload of these problems, it's going to be uproar. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, all of these people that outlawed it and banned it for so long and everything, well, they'll all be fucking dead as well, won't they? So yeah, probably. It's, it's how, and that's why, like, they're starting to loosen the reins of the things and everything now, so that the the ones that will be held accountable will say, but when we found out, we let just, we, we loosened, we allowed 
It was yeah, those fuckers before The government us. as a body will, again, lose more oh, yeah. trust and more respect from the population because that's going to affect everybody. That is. It's like, hold on, the cure's been here all along and you just fucked us around. Mm. Especially if it comes out that they knew about it back in the 70s. Imagine that. Yeah. That, that, that would be fuckery. You know, like we found out nowadays that back in the 50s, they knew cigarettes were causing yeah. cancer. Back in the fucking 1930s and 40s in Germany, they knew that cigarettes were causing cancer, but they kept it hidden for so long. And and then in the 70s, when everybody found out, hold on, they knew about it for the last 50 years, but didn't tell us. So mm-hmm. they do have these kind of fucking agendas behind them where they oh, do hide the real facts from us for their own agenda. Some bullshit, man. I never knew that. Anyway, right, so let's move on to the outro and then we'll go on to the aftermath and chat some more crazy shit. We're going to go deep into the wormhole on something, I'm sure. Let's go to the outro. Everybody, don't forget about Dre. All right? Because you know what happens when you forget about Dre. But, and, yeah. and, you know, that's the thing. And this is this will continue in the aftermath, I'm sure. This is the thing. When Dre brought, brought out the album, the 2001, 2001, the chronic. Look at it fucking year now. It's 20 years old. It still smashes everybody. Still smashes all the rap that's come out since. Even the original chronic in 92. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a good album. Yeah. Mm. Um, Trade does some good shit, shit, man. Enter the Wu-Tang. So, yeah. Thanks for joining us there, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's good to be back. It's giving the news and the guides and all that shit again. You know, and it's a pleasure to be joined by all of you once again. And hitting that like button and subscribing. We always appreciate that kind of thing. Good crowd tonight. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Billy's right. We forgot to mention. Or Yeah, 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 that would have been mentioned on last week's show, innit? Yeah, it was, we weren't here though. I, we did make the posts and stuff, but yeah, I think everybody's still reeling from that, man. That was, mm, that was crazy. Out of the still blue, too. Blocked, Just the complication of surgery. Boom. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Everybody's mortal. You oh, know, yeah. It's such a fucking. Some bullshit, does it? Wait, cool just guy. like. Just yeah. like fucking. Like, you just messaged on Twitter and said, yeah, Frenchie died. Like, what? How? You know, yeah. what well, was like 65. It wasn't an old guy. Yeah, yeah. I like I was browsing Instagram, which I never do, and then it was pop story, IG, like ten thousand fucking oh sorry, IG. Yeah. So many <laughs> likes and I was like, oh shit, that's not good. You know. So yeah. Fucking crazy, but man. One like one positive that I've seen is there's so many so many people have been touched by his passion, his enthusiasm, and his knowledge and everything that it seems like his hash research and, and all of what he was he was about is going to be continued by like you know, mm-hmm. the acolytes us you know essentially so yeah man you know, watch, watch his videos man his his YouTube channel is is like a fucking university lecture series it's amazing if you want to learn how to learn make hash There's so much passion that. man you know you don't see that in many people he had so much passion even the interview he did with us you could, you could just see just, yeah still passionate after doing this shit for 40 years and you know 40 50 years traveling the world making the finest hash and he still loves it oh well shame. we'll meet again up in the great fucking gig in the sky right hard time. Mm-hmm. yeah man we send our thoughts out to his, his wife his family you know 
and the cannabis community in general, everybody was hit, was hit hard by that shit. Yeah. Yes, man. Yeah. Everybody plays one up for Frenchie and put hash in it if you've got it. You know yeah, I'm going to do that right now. I'm doing That's it right awesome. now. I'm smoking on my hash now. Yes, oh, man. Smoke, everybody. That's Frenchie, the king of hash. Yes, my legend. So, again, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, Aldridge, that's a new name. I haven't seen you there before. Thanks for joining us, man. We've got Twisted, Podge, Suck Me Sideways, Gunner, Bumblehawk. Make sure you drop your name in the chat there. Make it easy. Make it easy. I love that me. name, man. Awesome. 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 Gonna I say that a lot, you know. <laughs> DB Woodcraft Zombie Nation is there. What's up, Zombie? Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm. uh, and MSOC Podge 85, Martin's all that. Chilbert, yes, to Frenchie, everybody. Mr. Wes, Green Thumb, Billy Bonds. Thanks for joining us, lads. Hoax. Are we going to go on to the, the aftermath now? Are we ready for the aftermath, everybody? Don't forget, download more episodes on Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. And then session on Friday. And the Snail and Mons. Don't forget, the Snail and Mons is coming up on the 14th. There'll be a 24-hour live stream on this channel. You can join us any time of day. Yeah. That's going to be a long one. <sighs> we'll, we'll take a little break, man. It'll be a good bit of crack. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. It's going to be good shit. Right, so we'll see you. Uh, Soon, uh, Friday, I suppose. Let me find that outro tune. Activate outro Can tune. Activate and say hello. It's a long farewell. Yes, and we'll see you next week. Boy. Unless you're here and you want to show us for the aftermath. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So here yeah. we go. Oh, see here. You Goodbye. Slow. Hasta luego. Hey, goodbye. 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 Hey, goodb